With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. Rapid City hosted the third of four public meetings discussing new proposed social study standards. Dozens of educators, administrators, and parents made their voices heard in person with hundreds of public comments submitted online. SDPB's CJ Keene checks in. The turbulent, hours-long meeting was held at the Rushmore Hotel in downtown Rapid City. In a closing report, Vera Tipton with the State Department of Education confirmed what's been apparent for some time. The proposed social studies standards remain broadly unpopular with those that would be charged with teaching them. In the latest round of public comments, 940 people opposed the standards, compared to 117 supporters. It is clear from the public comments received thus far that there is a strong interest ensuring that South Dakota students have the opportunity to learn about history, economics, geography, civics, and South Dakota and Native American history. That majority opinion includes Wade Pogany, executive director of the Associated School Boards of South Dakota. After speaking with members, he advocated starting the standards writing process over. These are farmers and ranchers. These are business people. These are parents. And they applied the test of common sense to this. And they said this isn't right. You've heard overwhelming opposition from South Dakota educators, teachers and administrators who are professionals in education in our state have raised real and legitimate concerns. Passing social standards in their current form will be a disaster. Parents and teachers voiced concerns with steep learning curves for elementary students, questionable age appropriateness of topics, a heavy focus on memorization, and broad exclusion of subjects included in the Ocheti Shakoin essential understandings. Jamie Clapham with the South Dakota Parent Teacher Association offered a demonstration of age appropriateness. One of the proposed first grade standards is to recite the preamble to the Constitution. Were you aware that the preamble is written at a college graduate level? These standards ask our first grade students to memorize something they can't actually comprehend and is written at a level 15 years above their appropriate reading level. All the while, we know that only half of them are even proficient at first grade reading level. How is this educationally appropriate? The final standards hearing will be held Monday, April 17th in Pierre. I'm SDPB's CJ Keene. Governor Kristi Noem has signed into law a bill preventing doctors from prescribing certain health care to transgender kids. House Bill 1080 passed both chambers in less than two weeks. Noem signed the bill Monday. The so-called Help Not Harm Bill prohibits puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for minors. It also bars several surgeries. Supporters say the bill protects children from irreversible procedures. Several healthcare organizations oppose the bill, saying it violates the doctor-patient relationship. Other critics call it discriminatory. Similar bills have passed in other states and are being challenged in court. SDPB's legislative coverage is supported by the Friends of SDPB with corporate support from the South Dakota Bar Foundation and SDN Communications. A House committee is advancing a bill that bans any kind of performance or event considered sexual in state-owned facilities or property. As SDPB's Lee Strubinger reports, the bill was originally tailored to ban drag shows, but its prime sponsor has broadened its scope. Representative Chris Carr says state resources should not be used for what he calls lewd events. He says his bill follows the U.S. Supreme Court definition of exceptions to the First Amendment saying if it's lewd and lascivious, it's not protected by the First Amendment. Therefore, why would it be protected on a university campus? And so we're just making that clear in our statute to say intellectual diversity does not mean that you can have lewd and lascivious conduct. 
Carr says the Board of Regents and university officials must monitor what's happening on their campuses. The bill is partly in response to a self-described family-friendly drag show held by an SDSU student organization last fall. However, the bill could muddy a 2019 law that protects the ability of student organizations to access and use university facilities, regardless of their ideological, political, or religious beliefs. Carr voted in favor of that law. House Bill 1116 bans any kind of program or event in state buildings or property that depicts, describes, or simulates any sexual activity, genitals, nudity, stripping, or any performance that might be considered sexual. Critics say the bill is incredibly broad. Samantha Chapman is an advocacy manager with the ACLU of South Dakota. I think that the fundamental problem that arises when our government tries to mandate or prohibit speech is that it's necessarily subjective and beholden to the whims of whoever is in the seat of power. The bill now heads to the House floor. The House State Affairs Committee will consider another bill that prohibits minors from attending drag shows. I'm SDPB's Lee Strubinger in Pierre. A bill aimed at providing restitution to landowners for damages incurred by trespassing hunters has died in the House. The bill proposed a $150 fine for unauthorized entry on private land and a $500 fine for willful trespassing. Representative Neil Pinnow introduced the bill. He offered the House floor an example of how the bill would affect unknowing trespassers. We believe you this time. I guess you really didn't know you were trespassing, but we believe that you had some intent and you maybe unknowingly did it so you can get charged with a $150 fine. Representative Marty Overweg proposed the bill. He says the source of the bill is from private hunting interest groups. But I always worry about this bill. Are they slowly trying to attack what we have special here in South Dakota, and that's pheasant hunting, by commercializing everything. So that's what I guard about, and that's why I voted no. The House voted down the bill in a 39 to 29 vote. Game Fish and Parks has announced outdoor recreation funding opportunities. Grant funding is available for city, county, township, and tribal governments looking to create outdoor recreation projects. The grant money can be applied to the development or renovation of public outdoor recreation facilities or a government agency acquiring parkland. Applications are due by April 28th. With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. And that is your daily news update. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SDPB News and visit sdpb.org news to stay up to date on our journalism as it comes in. And as always, thank you for listening.